0: What does motion sound like? With Hands free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks. Welcome to Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. Boys won the first day, girls won the second day, we come down to the final day of Bible quiz time. Now remember, is there any crying in Bible quiz time? No. So if you lose, you lose. If you win, you win. Life goes on. The key is to learn more about God's Word and the exciting stuff in it. So. In no particular order. Question number one. And you got one thing anything on your lap, because you're gonna be wanting to jump up, alright? Question number one. What? What's the cost of the average dowry in Jacob's day? Right there. No, nope, behind you. No, no, nope, her. She says 35 shekels. That is correct, good job, good job. That's a tough one, well done. Girls one, give me a cheer. Boys zero, give me a cheer. Question number two. How much did the average person make per month back then? Right there with the black hat on. He says one and a half shekels. That is correct. Good job. Yes. So, girls won. Boys won. Question number three. Many years did Jacob say he would work for Rachel? All oh, in the middle there with the hat on. Yep, yeah, that's you. He said he would work seven years. That is correct. Boys, girls, one. Give me a cheer. Boys, two. Give me a cheer. Question number four. Question number four. What? What's the name of Rachel's sister? Right. Fourth row back right there with the girl right there. Can you yep. No, no, no. The girl right there. What next to you? Liaise Rich. Five. What was the name of Jacob's first son? Right there, the girl with the Titan shirt on. Yep. Good try, good try. We need a guy, we need a guy. Yes, right here with the red, the blazed shirt. Esau is incorrect, but a good try, everybody. Sit down, 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 sit down. wait, wait, you got to wait to stay. Was him Jacob's son? Right there with the hat on. I think it's incorrect. He's a girl with the green. Ruby. Ruben! Was remember I mean, now they'll see me to see, you know. So girls three <laughs> boys two. Yeah. Now this is a tough question. Counselors or campers, should I ask? All right, this goes to the counselors. You had to legit listen to get this one. All right? Question number six What did the name Levi mean? He says attached. That is correct. So, girls four, boys two. Give me a chair. Hey, this is the last question. So I hate to tell you, that's why I could tell you. Girls win for the week. Well done. Give me a chair. I, I, I want to ask the last question anyway, just for fun, just for fun, to see if you can get it. Question number seven. What was the name of the main servant... Wait, do you, know, you, you want to get the whole question? What was the name of the main servant... Rachel gave to Jacob. Right there with the Eagles t shirt on. You gotta give me one, just one. Zilpa is incorrect, so correct answer is with the hat on. Bilha is correct. Good job, good job. So, girls, five, boys, two. All right, but, Again. The key is, right, we want to learn more about the Bible and about, you know, Jacob and his four wives. Jacob had Leah, then he married Rachel, then he married Bilhah, then he married Zilpah. He had 11 boys later on, he had a 12th boy, and then he has one girl. All that stuff goes towards the nation of Israel. From the nation of Israel, we get the Messiah, Jesus. So we're learning stuff that's really important to understand who you are and who Jesus is and how it all fits in this world today. But for now, again, put anything distracting beneath your seat. Just have a Bible on your lap and turn to Genesis chapter 32. <coughs> Genesis chapter 32. Turn there. Genesis 32. If you don't have a Bible, don't panic. Just listen well. Genesis 32. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the story of Jacob and how relevant his struggles are for many of us today. And I just pray, Lord, that the student hasn't accepted you as their Savior, that they'll do that this week and begin to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Jacob, whoo, he is finally done with Laban. Laban is behind him, that slippery, deceptive uncle. No more. He is so excited. And by the way, little historical note, out of Laban came the Arameans. And the Arameans were a constant thorn in the side of Israel. Well, Laban is no more. He's done. And Jacob is turned, heading south. And he has decided, I'm going home. I get to see my dad, Isaac. I get to see family. I. Uh oh. I get to see Esau again. And last time I saw Esau, Esau wanted to kill me, Esau hated me. Oh, man, what am I going to do? And so he says, all right, hey, I want some. He sends messengers or servants ahead, sort of like advanced scouts. He's heading south. And he goes, hey, I want you to go ahead and find out what my brother's thinking. And what does it look like? And what's happening? So these servants go ahead. And I don't know if it's like a couple hours and they come back or a couple days, but they come back and they say, Jacob doesn't look good. Esau is headed your way with an army of 400 men. That back then is militia size. That's a big sized group of men, and they're headed your way, Jacob. Esau's got 400 men with him. And it says that Jacob became deathly afraid. And he's like, what am I going to do? I mean, 400 men, they're out to kill me. What in the world is going to happen? And he starts thinking, what am I going to do? So then he says, all right, all right, all right. What I'm going to do, first of all, I'm going to spread my group. Remember, he left Isaac and Rebekah and home with just himself and the shirt on his back. Well, when he's coming back, Yahweh has promised to bless him. Well, he has been blessed abundantly. He has massive amounts of people. He has all these kids, all these wives, all these servants, all these cattle. He has so much. He says, you know what? I'm going to split my group into two camps. So he puts one camp over here and one camp over here. And he says, the thought is, if Esau comes and attacks one camp, well, guess what? The other camp can run and get out of here. So he's thinking strategically, but... He's not really thinking biblically, you know? He's not really thinking, like, where's God in all this? Where's Yahweh? He's still sort of thinking how to handle this himself. And as they start to move closer and closer to Esau, and he hears Esau's getting closer and closer with how many men? 400, 400 men. He's thinking, what can I do? What can I do to get this done? And so after another night, he's like, all right, all right, right. This is what I'm going to do. So he grabs a servant and a couple of servants, and he says, all right, I'm going to send you on ahead with 200 goats and 20 male goats. I'm going to send you on ahead with 200 goats and 20 male goats. And when you get ahead, I want you to tell Esau when you bump into him, hey, this is a gift from my brother from your brother Jacob this is a gift from him and let him know this is to him then he gathers another group of servants and he says all right i'm going to send you on ahead with 200 sheep and 20 rams 200 sheep and 20 rams now he says keep enough distance between the two of you so that when he receives the goats a couple you know hours or you know half an hour later boom here comes the the sheep he doesn't want them all receiving him at once. He wants them in, in, in little herds as they come up. So he'll get the goats first. Then he'll get the sheep. So they head off. And, and then he says, all right, I want to get some more servants. He goes, all right, here, here, here are 30 camels and their young camels. And I want you to send these 30 camels and their babies. And, and I want you to go on ahead again. Don't catch up with those herdsmen in front of you. Keep a distance. So when Esau's walking along, boom, whoa, sheep. Hey, these are from Jacob. Whoa, goats. Hey, these are from Jacob. Whoa, camels. Hey, these are from Jacob. And not only that, Jacob also sends cows and bulls. And he's essentially trying to bribe Esau. He's sending him gift after gift after gift. And he's thinking by the time he works his way through all the goat and sheep and camels and cows and bulls, He's going to say, Wow, he's given me all this stuff. I forgive Jacob again, Jacob. Not really thinking like God, right? He's trying to think, How can I work this system? How can I manipulate things to the best advantage? What can I do? Finally, it's getting night. He's left, probably just with his family. And he finally sends his family over this brook called Jabuk, and he sends them away. Because again, he wants them separated from himself, and he sends them ahead. He sends them ahead with his with his 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 wives and the kids. They go ahead, they say goodbye to each other, and Jacob is all by himself. And again, it gets dark. Jacob's like you know the only thing I got to do is pray and I can imagine he's starting to pray to God starting to pray to Yahweh what do you want me to do give me wisdom the Lord when all of a sudden these two hands I can imagine grab him by the shoulder lift him up and boom throw him to the ground and then the needles on him and what in the world is this Then Jacob pops up it's a man. Is it an advanced party man from Esau's group who he's up there trying to attack because this guy is out to get Jacob. And he comes at him and Jacob's like, whoa. And he hits him in the hip and they start to wrestle. This is a massive wrestling match. The man begins to put him in a headlock and put him in a half Nelson and get him under. Well, Jacob breaks free and then he jumps on top of the guy. I can imagine it's like WWE, you know. He throws him up, boom, and they start to fight each other and wrestle each other. And Jacob, any of you wrestled? It's exhausting, right? It is truly exhausting, This man is wrestling Jacob and trying to get him to the ground to get him to submit. And this man, Jacob is popping up and trying to get this man to submit. And they're wrestling back and forth. And it says they wrestle till the break of day. They wrestled all night long until the sun began to rise. And the man says, Hey, you gotta let me go. The son is about to come here. And Jacob would not let him go. He wants to win this, and then it says the man takes his hand and just touches his hip. He doesn't slap it. You know, he doesn't punch it. Literally, in the Hebrew, it's like a light brush. And when he does that boop, all of a sudden Jacob's leg pops right out of his hip socket. And if you've ever popped a hip or, you know what I mean, his leg pops right out of its hip socket and he can't walk on it anymore. And, And Jacob at that moment realizes, I am not wrestling a human being. I am wrestling a supernatural being. I am wrestling probably God himself because there is no way any human being could just lightly touch you and pop your leg out of its joint and he realizes this is God and you know what Jacob does then? He hangs on for all his might. He hangs on so tightly and he will, at this point, he's no longer trying to fight the guy. He is trying to not let him go. Don't go away from me. And he says, hey, Do not leave to me. Do not leave until you give me your blessing. I want your blessing, please. And he hangs on and the man wants to leave and he won't go. And remember, he's hopping around with one leg and he's like, please, I want your blessing. Now, remember, Jacob was praying, God, help me. And this blows my mind. How does God show up? He shows up and wrestles the dude. How does this work? You know, What type of God is this? This is a God who works in ways that we can't even begin to understand. And he wrestles him to the ground. And he picks him up. And it's not just this light little fun wrestling. I mean, this guy is pounding on Jacob. And Jacob's fighting back. But this is God in the moment of Jacob's greatest need. God shows up and wrestles him. What an amazing God. He is not just this sugar coated God that you hear on Caleb or that you hear, you know, in all the praise and worship songs. You don't hear a lot about God coming up to you and pummeling you into the dirt. Here comes God who shows up in a very different way. Why? Because He knew exactly. What Jacob needed to get his attention. He knew exactly what he needed to do to get Jacob's attention. He was basically shaking Jacob out of his spiritual lethargy. And he knew, if I'm going to do that, I've got to wrestle Jacob. This is a mighty God who works in profoundly different ways. And some of you campers, counselors, you are in some deep struggles. And you are wondering, what in the world am I going through this for? This struggle, whatever it happens to be. Why am I going through this? And where is God? And I want to say, your struggle might be God showing up to wake you out of your lethargy to help you understand you got to look to me. I am all you need, Jacob. You sent those goats, You sent those sheep. You did all those things to try to manipulate your way. But guess what? The only way you're going to get anywhere is by turning and looking and following me. And I want to say some of you in your deep struggles, whatever it happens to be, you're beginning to realize whether it's physical, illness, financial hardship, psychological struggles, whatever it happens to be, maybe you're finally getting to the point. All I've got is God. And I've got to look to Him first. And I think it's neat that we don't just have a God up in heaven who looks down and says, oh, well, good luck with that. Jacob prayed, I need your help. And Jacob, God shows up in human form and physically wrestles him to help him understand what he needs. But not only that, when did Jacob realize that this is God? When his thigh came out, when his thigh came out right? Do you think that felt good when that happened? No, no that was incredibly painful. It hurt And in Genesis 32, verse 31, it says that Jacob crossed over and left, but it says he limped. Jacob is going to have this limp for the rest of his life. This, again, is not some sugar coated, wonderfully, hey, I'll give you all you want, like a nice grandfather patting you on the head. This is a God who shows up, wrestles Jacob, and then leaves him with a permanent injury the rest of his life. Man, that's a different God than a lot of us have experienced. This is a God who says, you know what? I'm going to do what it takes to get you to notice me. I'm going to do what it takes to get you to follow me and to realize, stop following yourself. Stop trying to do things in your own power. You have got to listen to me. And I think every time Jacob then walked, I mean, it was a permanent limp. He couldn't run anymore like he did before. He wasn't magically healed. He has this limp the rest of his life. And yeah, that's painful. But I think the rest of his life, whenever he limped, Jacob realized and remembered what God is doing in his life. Every time he limped, he remembered he's Yahweh's. Every time he limped, he remembered that moment. When he encountered and struggled with God and he came out the other end, well, finally, the man says, the supernatural being, probably God himself, says, all right, I will bless you, so Jacob, let's go. He says, Jacob... Your name will no longer be Jacob. You will be now known as Israel. That's your name. No longer will you be known as Jacob. You will now be known as Israel. And Israel means God fights. God wrestles. God strives. God's striving for you. God's fighting for you. And Jacob, with this encounter with God, he has a whole new identity. A whole new perspective. That limp is reminding him, yeah, I've got, I have struggled with God. His new name realizes, makes him realize every day, I am God's. He has a totally different perspective on life. And I want to say, kids, counselors, When you honestly encounter God, get to know Him in His beauty and His wrath, in His beauty and His fury, in in, in everything that God is, you come away with a new perspective. But it's a perspective that is solid. And it is a perspective that is so enwrapped in God and Jesus and His Son and says, you know, no matter what happens to my foundations, no matter what happens to the world around me, no matter what happens to me, I am going to bank my promises on Jesus and follow Him because I have encountered the living God. Well, what's Jacob's new name? Israel. And out of Israel, right, the twelve sons become later on, you know, the twelve tribes of Israel. Well, here's a question. God is almighty, right? He's all powerful. He could have taken Jacob down anytime he wanted to, right? He could have smashed him to the ground with his little finger. He could have done anything he wanted to, but he didn't. Instead, what did he do? He wrestled with Jacob, but he wrestled. He didn't display his full power. He didn't display his full strength. Have you ever wrestled with your little brother or your little sister or played around with them and you held back some? You could really pound them or really beat them, but you let them win a little. And then, you know, have you ever done that? Well, that's here. This is where God is saying, Jacob, I could take you down in an instant. Hang on. Listen. But in my strength, I'm going to be weak. In my mighty power, I'm going to display weakness. Because I want you to wrestle with me. And I want you to come towards me. And you know what? Thousands of years later, almighty God took on the form of man. He humbled himself, it says in Philippians took on the form of a servant. Almighty God came down to earth in weakness, allowed himself to be killed, to die on a cross in weakness. But three days later, he rose from the dead in mighty power. And he is coming back in that same majestic, Mighty power and what Jacob wrestled with God is a symbol of what was going to come how God in his weakness died but yet he prevailed in his strength and I just want to say final thought do you want to get to know this God does this God appeal to you and you say man I want to know more about him I'm telling you that first step to say, Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesus, I'm going to follow the promises you make. Jesus, please save me because I am weak and I've been struggling and you've been working in my life in camp after camp and I've been fighting you off, but I finally realized I've got to surrender. I want a new name. I want a new perspective. I want to know you, Jesus, please save me. The Bible says, if you ask him, he will. And I'm saying, stop wrestling with God, some of you. Start embracing him and pursuing him. And it'll make all the difference in this life and the life to come. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the amazing story of Jacob and what it means to... Wrestle with God. But what it means to encounter you and in the end to trust you. Because you work in ways that we don't understand all the time. And you work in ways that may cause us pain. But it's for our good and it's for your glory. And I just pray that today, this week, some child here, some counselor here decided to follow you to get saved and to pursue you the rest of their lives in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Baldhead Bible Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or email us at baldheadbible@gmail.com. At if you would like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com/baldheadbible. Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. New episodes added every week.